where I'm meeting my clients at now is you are your topic expert. You are yeah. your business expert and you are your people expert. Welcome to Real You, Real Money, the podcast that will inspire you to love all of who you are and love making big money all at the same time. I'm Ray Dodd, your host and resident money coach. And week in, week out, I'm here to remind you that your feelings and experiences of money have nothing to do with who you are and everything to do with who you've been told you have to be. This podcast is all about powerful conversations that will support you in building a business that reflects who you actually are. This is not a one-size-fits-all style podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates the individual you are and more than that, believes your uniqueness is the key to you making the sort of money you truly want to. Thank you for being here. Let's do this thing. So, welcome to another episode of Real You Real Money. As always, so excited and honoured to have you all here. My guest today, I've wanted to have on for ages and I'm so excited to finally have her here. So we've got Vix Meldrew on the podcast today. So Vix recently pivoted her business and I say recently, but it was like a year and a half is a while ago. So I wanted to invite Vix on to talk about this pivot before I get into my first question. Am I right in saying we were working together just before the pivot or during the initial pivot? Do you remember? Yeah, it was just before. And it was actually during the work that we did together where it all came about. That was early 2021. 2021, who says that? 2021. (laughs) And then I started putting it into action towards the end of 2021 Mm -hmm. and then made the kind of start of the pivot at the beginning of 2022, but definitely have felt more settled mid-2022 onwards. So yeah, Yeah, it's been been a little while. can definitely see that. So... I was just saying to Vix, normally the way I start off the podcast is I'm like, tell us how you got here. But I'm actually going to slightly change my question for Vix and say, what led you to make this change in your business? Obviously, tell us a bit about what it was and then what led you to make the decisions you made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the the pivot was that I was sort of establishing myself as an Instagram content, social media kind of educator with the passion for helping small businesses, service providers, product-based businesses grow their businesses using Instagram. During the pandemic, we saw so many businesses turning to Instagram, so many businesses turning online and needing to find new revenue streams Mm -hmm. and needing to get their businesses out there in this kind of new way because it was such a bizarre time. And that's what I really wanted to help with. So that's what I was kind of doing in 2019, 2020. And then towards the end of 2020, the beginning of 2021, I just started feeling this bit of a change. I started feeling that, that I was essentially sick of Instagram <laughs> yeah. to put it lightly I found that the platform was just changing to what I didn't want it to be I found that there were so many businesses struggling with it and it was kind of out of my remit I suppose for what mm. I could help with because there were just all of these other kind of factors going on so that was almost a factor in it and then there was a lot of unsettledness in terms of my fulfillment uh, because my history is in teaching and I left teaching to become like a full-time content creator which mm. then pivoted into this kind of helping people with you know Instagram and influence marketing and all that kind of stuff I just lost this like fulfillment in yeah. life around you what I just wasn't feeling fulfilled by it so that was another kind of factor in this change and then I suppose that almost like the trigger point of the factor was that I invested 
my biggest investment ever into an online program that turned out, you know, I say the word scam loosely because it wasn't, it just turned out to be something that it was completely not advertised. It just did not deliver. Service was terrible. The curriculum was totally different to what was advertised. And I found this like huge anger almost like rising in me. And almost like that's how I reignited this kind of passion because my teaching background I was like, this isn't how it should be. Like people should be included and things should be accessible and things should be da da da. So all of those kind of factors came together. And again, like I mentioned earlier, it was in our work together when I was in your wonderful mastermind that I tell everyone about. I was going to um, say, it wasn't my program. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. It was during, I was kind Imagine. of in both at the same time. But it was, that was the space that kind of allowed me to sort of admit to myself Mm. and admit loudly I'm not fulfilled by what I'm doing anymore Mm. I had this big membership you know at one point we had over 1200 members and it was all about Instagram and I just felt this like calling away from that but I wasn't kind of ready to admit it to myself because we'd been such a success the membership and I'd Mm. scaled it so much and there was so much more ways it could grow and ways it could scale but the inner inside of me was just like I just don't want to do this anymore so your space allowed me to to open up about that and to also share this kind of lack of fulfillment but also share this new passion and in our discussions and with the other amazing people in the mastermind as well we start it started really inspiring me because we were all Mm. talking about the different experiences that we had that didn't live up to things and that we were feeling a certain way about and how we felt let down or disappointed but also experiences that we loved having and and I love this element and that element and I was like you know what I really feel like how I used to teach which was all about accessibility it was all about supporting children to grow and improve and it was all about being like really engaging and interactive I was like, that is what's missing from the online course and program yeah. world. Mm. And, and I felt like I, that's something that I could really bring and inject because I could just see that it was just this big missing kind of gap. Yeah. Um, so like I said, it was a bit of a long pivot because I just wasn't ready to give up on this big community that I built, this big yeah. membership that I built. So what I did, so after our mastermind ended, I went back to my books. I dug Mm. out all my old pedagogy books, all my old curriculum books. I started doing training courses and classes on instructional design and teaching Mm. adults and how that's different to teaching children. And all of this like stuff just started coming back to me from Mm. my teaching days. I was just like, oh, programs and courses would be so much better if they had this. And I could Mm. teach people how to do this. And I used to do this in my classroom and I could bring this online and started getting like really passionate, really excited. So by then, I think it was sort of then late mid to late 2021 I started building this sort of niche community and being like if you're a coach if you're a service provider if you already run courses and programs or you're thinking of running courses and programs come and join this part of my email list come and join my close friends list and I'm going to start talking more about this stuff and it as I was talking about it I was just getting so much response from these incredible like ideal people I'd love to work Mm. with who were like oh yeah I'd love to learn that and oh that's definitely something that I'm missing and oh yeah you know, so I was getting such a great response. I was like, this is kind of my sign. It's it's time to make that change. Mm. And then at the beginning of 2022, I launched my first course about courses called mm. Course Creation Revolution. And that again, the response was incredible. It was an amazing experience. I got such great feedback from it. But I still was in this place of like, oh my gosh, I'm giving up this membership, the revenue, this community, all of the opportunity that's yeah. there 
to kind of seek something that's not yet proven, that's not yet a thing. Ah, mm. scary. And I think I actually reached out to you in the middle of 2022 to do an intensive. You did. I was just thinking that. Yeah. yeah. Because I had, or I call them brain trolls. And I had all of these mm. brain trolls going, nobody's buying, nobody's buying mm-hmm. courses and programs. Yes. Nobody wants to work with you. I was going from, you know, five figure months to low mm-hmm. four figure months because mm-hmm. I'd essentially just burnt down that side of my business. And I, mm. I are we allowed to swear on this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I absolutely shit the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's it. I've effed everything. Yeah. I've ruined yeah. my business. I ruined everything. And that was when I came back to kind of work with you. And, and the work we did in that intensive was incredible together because we looked mm. at my new messaging, the new mm. kind of people that I've been working with, how to sort of establish myself more and really helped me assuage some of those mind trolls mm. and what I was kind of telling myself because there was all that talk about the economy and all of this kind of stuff yeah. all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then it was sort of, I took some time off because I went on holiday. I remember this. And as they always say, when you actually switch off from your business, as in you're not thinking about it, you're not worrying about it, you actually switch off. I came back from that holiday with just like a renewed sense of like, I have to make this fucking work. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, I put it down to, you know, our intensive that we had, this break that we had, it gave me this new lease of motivation and passion and just like, Mm -hmm. we're going to have to make this work. There's no other chance. Let's just do it. And I feel like that's been almost like the pivot happened eight months before that. But that for me, August, September was when it clicked. And then since then, which is, you know, kind of six, seven months ago now, the momentum has come back again and I've been building it and establishing it again. And now I feel like I'm on the other end of that pivot now. Yeah. And I can't remember the order of things, but we also had a chat, didn't we? Because you'd posted something. And I think you were really like, let's the context as well, I think, which I don't think you've mentioned is the way that Instagram tanked at the beginning of. 2021 or 2022 2022 yeah Yeah, the way that the engagement and I would say it's better now but it's never like rediscovered whatever that was that was before who knows what they did yeah but I certainly went from getting like 10 to 14,000 post reach to now it's very rare as in it happened once last year that I reached my entire audience in terms Mm. of numbers so yeah. that was a massive change and it happened. I always think it happened the moment. It was drastic. I think it was the moment. You remember Instagram just went offline? Yeah. But I, I think then it came back and it was just never, I think they 100%. broke something. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but I think there was that. And the and obviously your business was based on Instagram. Mm. So that's like mm-hmm. a big deal. And then um, there was also the the economy, all the cost of living stuff. I think the war in Ukraine was kicking off. Like there yeah. was a lot of stuff. A clusterfuck, yeah. one might say. Mm. So I remember you said it's not a perspective issue. And I remember reading it and you were like, no, it's all of these facts. It's not a perspective Mm. issue. And I remember being like, "Mm, yes. Mm. And and then we had a call and I was like, what if there are some perspective issues here? Yes. Yeah. And I think that's really important to say, because I don't want to say the facts aren't the facts. Like all of those things were genuine, tangible, actual things happening. And... Mm. When we're down that hole of, yeah, no one wants this. No one's yeah. listening. I haven't got enough people. You know, all of that stuff. Mm. 
like it's hard to show up and and do that in a way that people connect with right yeah 100 at that time when I, I post that I was in the weeds mm. you know I was I was absorbing all of this even peers that I have friends that I have who are at a similar stage similar level of business and they were also repeating these yes. same messages yep. people who previously had been so steadfast in that no nope, mm-hmm. this is growth this has happened da, 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 yeah. were also in the weeds with me and mm. so I kind of reacted from that place of like mm. it can't just be me I'm yeah. really good at business I know what I'm doing yeah. so it can't be me and yeah. that chat that we had where you gave me some insight and you were like I know of people that are still doing this I know of people yeah. that are still doing and you gave me actual tangible examples yeah, of yeah. People. these people are still doing this these people yeah. that was my coming out another like coming out of the weeds mm. moment because I have never been one to I'm shadow banned blame the algorithm yeah. this is all Instagram's fault da, 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 da. but I am also a realist in my mind I was like this is happening to everyone yes. and yes. you gave me that perspective is it is happening to a lot of people yeah but it's yeah. also not happening to some still you and know, you know so- what I've just remembered what we talked about because this had been a perspective shift for me so just to be clear yeah. I was passing on a, a almost like mirrored thing to Vix and I said this at the time I was like I hear you I felt exactly the same and so what I started to do was I started to look around and be like right I did see certain people growing like I was like why are they growing and so I watched their content and what I noticed was and this was what I remember saying to you they're the people who are talking with hope they're the people who are adding inspiration into their stuff and I honestly think a lot of this is yes something shifted on Instagram that's undeniable but at the same time, it shifted at a time where we just were still in that weird place. Are we in a pandemic? Are we not in a pandemic? Mm. Now there's a cost of living crisis. Now there's a war. Like now there's like it felt like an absolute onslaught. Mm. At that. Like I remember just like I think particularly when the Ukraine war started, it was like, oh, my God. Mm. Like, what is this? The, is this the end of times yeah. is what it felt yeah. like. And I think I was watching people and being like, I noticed the difference for people as much as so many people were in the weeds, as you describe it, the people whose accounts were growing and were getting that engagement, even Mm. not just growing, but getting engagement were the ones not in the weeds with everyone Mm. else. Yeah. And I think that's massive. You're so right. And because I was in this place as well, you know, teaching course launching and program selling. And I was having clients come to me and say, Vix, in 2020 and 2021, I was enrolling 60 people, 100 people, Mm. 40 people, 30 people. This year, I've enrolled four. So that was, again, my second shit the bed moment of, oh, my gosh, I'm teaching people that they should be making these one to many offers. Yet Mm. so many people are actually now pivoting back to one to one because they they need to build the revenue in their business. And and this whole landscape has changed. Mm. And my shift there was like, I'm either going to be in the weeds and be like, you know what? No one's buying courses or programs anymore. Let Mm. me pivot my business again. Mm. Or I'm going to look at those people that were still still selling, still launching. And what I learned was from my own experience and also by watching these other clients and working with these other clients is that they they shifted with the time yeah and that was a big thing and similar on Instagram shifting with the time you know and I just that kind of gave me that perspective back again that was like okay it is true for some people who have Mm -hmm. these amazing incredible launches that their launches have felt harder have been mm-hmm. slower and have been different mm-hmm. but it is also true that there are still people out there scaling these courses and programs and then my little investigative brain is like well what's the difference yeah I got yeah. in there with my yeah. you know I experimented with stuff mm-hmm. I and I got into my clients businesses and experimented mm-hmm. with their stuff as well so I could really see and then I was like ah oh, 
you know, just like when times change in social media, times also change in services and in yeah. these these offers as well. And the yeah. people that are still scaling and growing, they've changed with those times. And the people mm. who are finding it tricky, finding it sticky, are the ones who are still trying to run a 2020 business as if it's 2020. And the pandemic escalated things. Like we had an intense period of growth and change mm. that was almost like not manufactured in a, but manufactured by the circumstances. It wouldn't normally shift that far. It definitely wouldn't. So there was a lot of catching up. Like I, I would describe myself as a chronically online person and always have been. And it was a big like, what? I did mm. not. This was not a gentle transition. So mm. I keep seeing posts and I wanted to ask you this anyway. I keep seeing posts at the moment, like what is working during, particularly from the States, because I think there's a lot more recession talk in the States. And here it seems to lean more towards cost of living crisis. But really, we're talking about similar impacts of things. People keep saying these are the courses that are working. These are the courses that are not working. It's quite a black and white situation. What's your take on like what's working now Mm. and what's more difficult now? Mm. Well, I think that in 2020, there was a huge rush to create these memberships and courses and programs. Yeah. And they and everyone kind of learned how to do them from a very cookie cutter mm. approach. Mm. So it was either into passive income. I want to pre-record these videos and mm. I'm going to sit and lecture for 12 hours and tell my mm. people everything they know. And then everyone has time to sit and watch these videos and binge it as if it's yeah. you know Tiger King series three or whatever. And in terms of programs as well, it was everyone has all of this time. Let me do yeah. like a 12 week live long thing Mm. every week I'm going to go live and teach something else and teach something else because it's going to give people somewhere to be and somewhere to go it's they're going to want to engage in that community and and the two shifts that I've kind of seen there is that people have almost course and zoom fatigue where Mm. they've watched so much stuff they've listened to so many classes maybe they've binged everything possible on Netflix and just kind of sitting and listening Mm. is just our attention spans just aren't there you know Mm. to sit and listen to something for an hour and similarly with programs having to kind of go over something that's 12 weeks and and not getting the result until the 12th week because that's when certain something is kind of taught people are kind of like no let's just get on with it like I've got less time I just want to crack on I just want to get a result Mm. so I don't teach course creation program creation in a cookie cutter way as in it must be this length of time and it must be 2k and it must have a Facebook group and it must have this the way I teach it is very fluid depending on what your clients want and need now Mm. there are some people that I work with who do need to have a three month six month long program because that is how long the transformation takes to Mm. see a result and there's some people who are eking things out for 12 weeks and it could be taught in a week yeah you know yes so I love that. It's, it's that more trying to uh, equip people with the skills around teaching online mm. and, and curriculum crafting and experience mm. crafting so they can then apply it to whatever it is they're teaching. Because mm-hmm. some of us are teaching a skill. So I teach a skill course creation and yeah. someone like you, for example, you're teaching a habit, behavior or mindset shift, like an attitude shift, yeah. an attitude towards money, a yeah. money habit and money behavior. Yeah. And that takes longer to see a result for. And it also needs different ways of teaching. And what we were finding was a lot of people were trying to teach these kind of like coaches, trying to turn their coaching experience Mm. into a pre-recorded course, you know, and that's not what's going to get your client results. And clients know that now because they've taken too many of them 
where they didn't get results. Yeah. So I think that's in terms of like, I don't like to be so black and white. You know, I can, I always have to check myself because I can be a very black and white person, mm. but I I really have to try and help and see the nuances. Like if something's working for you and that is a format that is, is still working for you mm. and your clients are still engaged and they are still getting results, you mm. don't need to reinvent the wheel. Mm-mm. But if you're finding your clients have changed and they're not as engaged and maybe that this isn't hitting how it used to and maybe they're not getting the results or they're not you know as excited about as before let's try some of these new strategies and kind of let me show you all of the different ways to do it Mm. you get to see what works best for you and what works best for your clients oh my god like music to my ears (laughs) because it's it's just that it's it's what you've kind of said about your experience in my it was the mastermind as well which is obviously now called real you real money and I've interviewed two of you recently so I interviewed Josephine Brooks about a month ago now and then obviously you and it's so interesting to be chatting to you a year plus or about yeah about a year or two later and see where you're at because these are the real you real money things it's like we can't I personally think the internet is outgrowing the blueprint model of do it this way. This is what people want. People are like these kind of things of like people are this way. Like, well, some people are this way, but are they your ideal clients? Are you going to get, you know, and let's be very clear when you're talking about ideal clients, it is not just about your enjoyment of working with them. It's about their ability to get results from working with you because you're a good fit. So that real, real money kind of message of like, well, what, do you teach? How will it look for you? What, how do you enjoy teaching? What will connect with people? Like all those bits, like it has to be that more involved process. A hundred percent. Like when I first started out working with clients on this at the end of 2021, I'd I'd kind of taken my skills and my tool set and I was trying to apply it to their businesses. Mm. And what I was finding and and in these conversation was like, that's not going to work for me. And then me being like, okay, shit. So as I refined my processes, I started to be more adaptable and also work with people who are already leaders. So you're not a brand new business owner who doesn't Mm. know your idle client. You don't know what your Mm. kind of niche is or what your Mm. level of expertise is. You don't have your own systems, processes and methods. That's not where I'm meeting you at. Where I'm meeting my clients at now is you are your topic expert. You are your business expert and you are your people expert. Mm. You tell me what you like, what they like, what you think Mm. they need, what they think they need. And then we build the experience around that rather than follow this kind of process, you know, and that was, that's a big shift for me because coming from teaching about Instagram, oh, you, I could tell you exactly how the algorithm works. And if you just play by rule A, rule B, rule C, rule D, oh, of course you'll go viral and of course you'll do this. And that was that big wake up call. Oh, that's not working. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. That doesn't apply mm. to every business and every person. Mm. So part of this almost like evolution in, in myself, my my experience, expertise and my business has been able to be meeting people more where they're at rather than follow this, this, this and this. Oh, my God, I could cry. Yeah, like <laughs> the growth. But it's just really <laughs> is like really amazing to hear how much that shifted for you not that I was sat there going oh god Vix no like before but like Mm. that is I just think it's it's kind of a reflection of what you said of learning to run businesses in a 2022-2023 way not 2020 which Mm. like like I said what a short like what a learning curve for so many of us with Mm. how quickly that shifted but Mm. I think that you're just really speaking to what has been a very intrinsic shift that by the way I said this so last week's episode was about the changes in the online 
industry and why I think actually for people listening to this podcast that's called Real You, Real Money, why you are perfectly placed, not just as someone who's listening to it because of what I'm telling you and what the guests are telling you, but because you were attracted to this very podcast Mm -hmm. with that name. Like Mm -hmm. there's something in that for people uh, Mm -hmm. because I think this is the way that, that it's going. And I do think there's some really big names in the course creation world, in the coaching world, who if they don't catch up with it will be even they will be left behind like yeah. not for a while they've got big advertising budgets yeah. <laughs> but they will eventually they'll seem mm. just so old-fashioned yeah so. and the way I kind of talk about it is that I, I feel like in this online business world there are almost dreamers and doers and mm. the dreamers are I want to make a million in passive income I don't want to build any expertise I don't these people are telling me I don't need expertise I don't need experience all yeah. I need to do is just talk at a camera for 12 hours and charge 1500 pounds for it mm. and that's going to be my passive income dream mm. but those people come to me six months later and say no one's buying my course or program yeah. I haven't got passive income nobody's yeah. engaging I'm not getting any testimonials I'm having complaints I'm getting refunds mm. and it's because they, they've th- these courses now about courses are 10 years old and haven't been yeah. updated you know yeah and um, so they kind of you know no fault of their own but were like kind of buying into this dream but yes. then there's other people who already established already experienced mm. already are using their skills and their process and their methods with their clients Mm. And they're just like, tell me how to turn it into a, a one-to-one yeah. program. Tell me how I can do yeah. what I'm doing with this one person to 10 people. And yeah. when I say to them, you may not hit six figures on your first launch because you're yeah. at current, you know, you may not be able to do this as passive income mm. the first time round. You yeah. and a kind of my realistic side comes in, mm. you know, it it you may not be able to do this in two minutes. It may take like two or three afternoons to sit and record yeah. this. Yeah. Aren't throwing it away and going, oh no, I can't be bothered. I was told mm. this would be passive income, you know, now I have to work for it. Like uh, they just turn, ease it. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, okay, cool, let's crack on. Let's yeah. let's get on with it. And then yeah. um, I think that's again that the kind of that shift in online business and that kind of awakening of mm. you know in in some ways business came very easy to a lot of people in 2020 yes. and it was a big big wake up call 2021 2022 when yes. it didn't feel as easy yes and I think that there's a lot out there about course creation about program creation that still speaks into ease in that you dream it it will happen and I yeah. like to speak into it in that it can be easy. We don't mm. have to overcomplicate it. However, mm. <laughs> you, you know, you do have to have experience. You do have to have your skill and process and, and know what you're yeah. kind of talking about to be able to apply it in this way. And, you know, maybe that's not going to sell six-figure course launches about courses and, and mm. be all of that kind of like sexy marketing about it. But I see the effects of people that come to me and say, you mm. know, I've been trying to launch this for ages or I've been trying mm. to run this for ages and it just doesn't feel good. And it just doesn't yeah. feel like this. I'm yeah. not going to sell you the dream. I'm going to tell you, you can absolutely yeah. scale your business with courses mm. and group programs. And it's a fantastic way to do so. But let's put some intention into it. Let's put some design into it. Let's put some yeah. client experience and a little sprinkle of excellence in it. And then it will feel easier. You know? Yeah, and you'll be able to stand behind it too because I think a lot of us and again this is something we talk about a lot in my work particularly something like the mastermind is a lot of us really have a sense that we want our clients to have a good experience a really good experience and a fair experience and that we're promising the stuff and at the same time that's not what we're being sold by the majority of these programs mm-hmm. we're being sold a much like slicker easier simple route 
supposedly, although mm. they really jangle my brain up a lot of those things. But like we're being sold this idea that but then our our sense of fairness and our sense of what what fits us and all of that stuff kicks in. Mm. And so we create this thing. But we also have resistance around it mm. because we're like, mm. I don't know, but I think it's what I'm meant to do. But it feels a bit wrong. But I think it's mm. what I'm meant to do. And we blame because we're so used to blaming ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're so used to it being, like, oh, it's because I'm not good enough. It's because I don't try hard enough. It's because of all these things to do with me that we don't take a minute to go. Maybe there's something off with what I'm being taught here. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I do think we can take some of those things like we I know we talked a lot about this on your course like there were there are things that I have invested in where all I've learned from them is what I'm not gonna do 100% but I learned what I'm not gonna do Mm. and so we can go we can sometimes do a kind of like hybrid it mentioned I can't remember who it was but they were like we've all gone in a MacGyver I can't remember who it was but like we can, and you are you too young to know what MacGyver is? Are you looking at me like you don't know what it is? Is it, like, is it a detective? Yeah, he was a detective yeah. who'd go into like a bit like the A-team. He'd go into a room mm-hmm. and he'd make this ridiculous thing. Like, so we've got that in a MacGyver where we can like hack things and we can figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can combine a course that's not working out for you and be like, okay, well, how would I show up and how would I do this? In my experience, you're far better off going somewhere like this straight away. And not having to do that because it takes quite a lot Mm. of work and self-trust and all of that stuff not to be taken off. Mm. But I think that inner scrambling that we sometimes feel, which leaks into our selling, deserves Mm. to be listened to. Like it's right. Yeah, exactly. It's on on the money. Yeah. And I I used to get a lot of clients that were coming to me with kind of who were saying I'm really struggling with imposter syndrome. And that's why I'm Mm. struggling to launch this. And I kind of used to go back to them and be like, is it imposter syndrome or is it that you actually deep down don't think you can deliver your promise? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it could and, be and, both, right? And it could be both. Yeah. And, and in yeah. some ways it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Mm. But sometimes, you know, when you're feeling misaligned with something or yeah. you're feeling, you know, human design, I'm a generator, something has to be an F yes or an F no, right? And if you're <laughs> a similar kind of way where you've got this offer or service that you don't feel 100% aligned with, then your selling energy, your money energy, everything around it is going to feel completely off yeah. because yeah. You're, it's, you're not embodying it. You're not aligned with it. You know, deep down that something's, even if it's something as simple as I've got a Facebook group in there and I don't want to blame, blame and run a Facebook group. Something as simple yeah. as that can, can kind of skew it off. But because you follow these kind of cookie cutter blueprint approaches and you have to have this and it has to be done that way and you have to have this, um, you you kind of then you, you you're like well I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing so it can't be that it must be my imposter mm-hmm. syndrome and mm-hmm. actually maybe maybe it is a little bit yeah yeah but also maybe it's because something in there's not feeling right but you don't know how to change it and yeah. I also work with a lot of course and program creators who have been running courses and programs for a very long time mm. so they actually feel quite a lot of shame from the content mm. that I'm posting not I'm not intentionally trying to cause shame but I understand that it's a byproduct of what I'm talking about mm. because they think, oh gosh, I've really done a disservice to my clients mm. previously. And actually, yeah, this client didn't get that result. And, and I did have that complaint and did, and that's not what it's about, but it's also how do we deal with those feelings? Do we just go la 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 la? I'm just going to do whatever I've done the whole time and mm. I'll just deal with it. Yeah. And I'll just blame, you know, everything else. And la, la 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 la. Or do I go, do you know what? What I, and it's actually a post that I've got coming out. What I do is really good. 
I am really good. I have so much experience. I have so much care for my clients, mm. but possibly it could be better. Yeah. There possibly could be another way, a, a yeah. different way or a better way yeah. or both, you yeah. know, and, and kind of sit with that in ourselves, yeah. which is really tricky to do. It is tricky, but I think it's also a sign of integrity, right? Like it is a sign. It's, it's not even though I've been there, it's human to do the kind of fingers in your ears, like, oh God, I think that is human to have that reaction to shame, which is what, like, as you say, which is what people are experiencing. But it's also a sign of integrity to go deep breath. Okay, things are changing rather than just go right now. I know what's wrong. Let's keep it there. Because having been in this world for a long time, as I know you have, Oh my God, there's so many things I used to do that I would not do now. There's so many things. And I'm sure there's things I'm doing now that later Mm. I will go, oh, I don't know why I did that. But we keep on learning and growing and adapting. I think a lot of this is about how we make those lessons mean something about who we are rather than like, well, fair enough, like that. Mm. But like I messed that up. And I think there's so much because we talked about the kind of scammy feelings that some people have experienced and stuff like that. And I do think not for everybody, so much of that stuff for people that had made missteps in their courses and stuff like that. I wonder what a different experience their clients would ha- have had if they put up their hands and said, unreservedly, I am so sorry. Mm. And this is what I'll be doing in the future. Mm. I think we, overestimate the power of getting things right and yeah. underestimate the power of repair yeah. with our clients yeah like, 100 yeah I think like you know if you, I always think of you know you take a big company like Marks and Spencers for example mm. they have their complaints procedure mm. and they have okay if you're not happy with an item you try to return it in store if you can't return it yeah. in store then you speak to the customer service team if you're not happy with that it gets escalated in. but there's a very clear process yeah. And I think that sometimes we miss doing that in our businesses because mm. we're like, oh, we're not this big corporation. We don't yeah. need to have this. But actually, if we have our own standards for how mm. we accept criticism or yeah. feedback, however we like to see it, and we can see, okay, this criticism is actually mean, it's mm. personal, mm. it's rude. Yeah. I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. But this person is expressing, I didn't get what I wanted to get. Yeah. And this is why. And yeah. I feel a little bit disappointed because what mm. I was expecting was X, Y, Z. And what I got was ABC. Mm. Well, how can we move forward? Yeah. And at that moment, you don't turn into a shit spiral. You don't blow up your business and, and make it mean anything about you. You have your policy and system in place. Yeah. And you say, do you know what? Thank you so much for sharing that with me. I really yeah. appreciate your perspective. You don't get defensive and start saying, well, 89 other people said it was absolutely fantastic. You kind of say, okay, I hear you. Know, I hear you. Mm. I want to make this right. What do you, you know, this is a, a few ideas of solutions that I can offer. Could we jump on a one-to-one call? Can yeah. I give you ec- extra access, longer yeah. access? Is there a part of it that I could explain in a different way for you? Is there a yeah. different resource you could have? All of the things within yeah. our, you know, reasonable adjustments that we can make. Mm. And if that's good, if that's good enough, great, it's repaired. And if it's not, you have to be okay with knowing that you've done everything in your standards and in your kind of policy to repair and you know to repair it and and be able to walk away and say okay well we we have to agree to disagree this yeah. is what I've done within my remit this is what I can't do it's not in my remit and that's okay doesn't mean yeah. that I'm a bad person doesn't mean I'm not an expert doesn't mean I don't know what I'm doing it yeah. just means that in this situation you know yeah. it couldn't be repaired in whatever way but that takes 
you know, and you know the situation that I was in off the back of that horrendous trolling that I had at the beginning mm. of 2021 yeah I was not in that place to accept you know I, no. right back then I turned off every way to give me feedback every yeah. way to, to contact me all feedback had to go through my mm. team and being the egotistical arsehole mm. I was at the time my team <laughs> could only share with me the positive feedback mm. and I had to do a lot of work stepping into this new level of mm. business and this new area to be be able to sit with criticism or feedback and you know it's never as bad as you ever imagine it to be you know you never get as many complaints or you know comments as you expect there to be Mm -hmm. but to be able to get to that place and be like right well this is my policy these are my standards and this is what I can do and I really do want to help and I really do want to make sure you know I hold myself to the standard that 100% of my clients will get 100% results but I know that's impossible Mm, so I create yeah. everything and build everything to that standard but I mm. know it's impossible yeah so yeah. when it comes and somebody's dissatisfied or somebody wants to you know make a suggestion mm. or make a change I have to not, not let it mean anything about me yeah just oh, like what? the CEO of MNS doesn't make you know a hole in a t-shirt <laughs> anything about them yeah you know? and how amazing and so ironic isn't it sometimes that you went through that and you put those things in place to protect your mental health because you couldn't cope with that stuff happening which is totally understandable and now it's part of your role Mm. like helping people be like how do you accept that feedback what do you do Mm. here's what you can like that you like that is so interesting yeah like to go through and you were going through fire like at that time like it was a proper like Mm. oh my god this is a lot and that was very much in the process when Mm. you were in the mastermind but how interesting that it's led you to this place where Mm. you can help other people own that feedback and I will say as well I think it's very important to have your space where you can like a whatsapp group or a voxer group where you can go oh my god you won't believe the complaint I've had yeah like it like rant it like but it's like the thing like do not reply immediately sit with it like ask yourself because your initial reaction will always be defensive Mm. and then your second reaction should always be the question do they have a point like, yeah. do they have, can I see how this could be true? Mm. If not for me, for somebody whose approach is different, brain is different, experience is different, all of that stuff. Mm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's not easy. The thing I wanted to speak to you, that I've got one more question before we finish up. I also want to say that I think a lot of people, the thing that I have never seen said anywhere, but I think a lot of the reason people are so scared of feedback is because they're scared of refunds and they don't have the money to refund it. Because they're like, they are running a business that is very month by month, which Mm -hmm. is far, like, I'm not here to judge that at all. It happens, especially Mm -hmm. like in those, like, you know, certain income amounts that's going Mm -hmm. to happen. But I think it's another invitation to charge appropriately. Mm -hmm. Like if you are conflating lower prices with kinder prices and all of Mm -hmm. that stuff, you are going to be putting yourself in a position where you're not earning enough to refund people. And sometimes an energetic refund is one of the most glorious things you can do when you're just it like is. you know what I can't do anything about this like so we can do all the repair stuff Vix has talked about mm. and most of the time that works sometimes yeah. there is a just a mismatch and you can mm. do a lot of work to prevent that by being bold in your messaging by very much being the real you like that happens incredibly rarely to me I think it's happened once or twice but when it does being able to be like here you go mm. bye-bye is delightful and that fear of I'd love to let this person go but I'm gonna Mm -hmm. have to scramble because how can I afford to refund Mm. them and like I said there should be no shame in being that position I think a lot of people are Mm. but 
have like have it as an invitation to price in ways that actually like you know build in that refund pot so you've got like money there and you don't have to be panicked by it I think that's definitely something that I learned from you you know and again going into your mastermind I was in that business pivot shift where Mm. I I did have a membership that was extremely low ticket and very high expenses because of VAT and team Mm. and tech Mm. and all of that kind of stuff so that even a 27 pound can I have my money back was like oh you know gosh and you know it's a conversation that we had and I, I quote it all the time it's probably even going out in one of my emails this week is your quote that has always stayed with me is like take your assumptions out of people's pockets mm-hmm. and also around how you know are you trying to be accessible yes. by pricing because you are because you are you know altruistic and that is your nature or mm. is it more of a money mindset issue where it's your pricing based on you think on your own worth you know and that's something I have to work with with a lot of clients as well because they come to me and say you know I want to price this program at this accessible level because I want it to be accessible and I have to kind of stop them in their tracks and say well is it yes accessibility and there are so many ways to create accessibility Mm. payment plans yeah you know there's so many ways to be accessible yeah your free content is really accessible exactly you know but what people are paying for is your expertise and your Mm. experience and if you are delivering Mm. a high level experience that takes a lot of your time a lot of your energy a lot of your mental energy and emotional energy because you're pouring so much into it Mm. you deserve to be adequately compensated for it and actually the accessibility thing can be dealt with in 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 other ways so you're right in that you know when we're coming to create these courses and programs I talk about profitability in terms of time energy and finances yeah because if you are chart you know if you're going to enroll 10 people into a course Mm. that's 75 pounds that's 750 pounds but you're going to run it live every week and be in a Facebook group Mm. you know but yeah. 24 hours a day, that's not time profitable. That's no. not energy profitable for you. And no. it's certainly not financially profitable. Mm. So yeah, a lot of the great stuff that I learned from you, and I know that the, this will be in your, your program, The Real You, Real Money as well, is about, you know, we're building these revenue streams and these services and these offers to build a life that we want and so that we can impact people and so we can yeah. help people. Yeah. But one can't come at the expense of the other. No. Exactly. I think a lot of people price as if everybody in their audience is on the breadline. And if they are, they should not be investing in your court. Like depending what you do, there will be some stuff in there. But like the the majority of people that we that would be the people's listing ideal client are not in that situation. And yet we put ourselves in these situations. I always say like a lot of my clients and listeners and like audience are the sort of people that would be absolutely striking with the nurses and teachers about pay Mm. and then paying themselves below minimum wage. Yeah. Like they're like, yeah, they got we we should be paid fairly or they should be paid fairly, but oh my God, not me. Can't Mm. do it for myself. Like Mm. they feel that justice so keenly and I'm here, I'm with you, but also like we'll need to go to strike for you if you're not careful. So like (laughs) we'll be at protest for you. So you know it's that kind of like balance of Mm. like oh my god it's a big tangle it's a big mm-hmm. tangle it's what plenty's about it's what real money's mm-hmm. about real you real money's about there's like a lot in there so my very last question mm-hmm. and you kind of touched on it was how has this pivot impacted the money you make like how does that feel or look different either mm-hmm. way it feels so much more spacious and it feels mm-hmm. so much more aligned and every person that I work with is it's 
you know, and not to say that this wasn't in the membership because it was at such a scale. It yeah. almost got to that point where I couldn't you see every person and impact every person because it was at such scale. Whereas now yeah. it, it feels so much more, I don't know even the word for it, but it's just like, I see everybody that comes through because I've got a smaller community who mm. are, are into this. I work with a smaller set of clients. I have smaller launches, but the, the transformation is bigger. So yes. I get to see so yeah. much more impact. And, and now I feel like that I kind of like say I'm helping people who help people. Mm. You know, you're you're creating a course on confidence. You're creating a course mm. on person, rediscovering your personal style about how to bake mm. wedding cakes. Like I can see the people you're impacting as well. And you're impacting them because I've impacted you, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and totally. I've done so much work on my own through working with you and, you know, over my, you know, experience as well around my own money mindset about how I charge for things. And since moving away from that kind of low ticket model of the membership to running courses and programs that are sort of like a range of kind of investment levels, I, I've, I've detached myself more from money. Yeah. I don't hold on to it as tightly. I don't worry that if this person decides they're not going to sign up, that no one else is going to mm. sign up. And mm. I can be much more neutral and objective around money. So I think that's definitely the, the big change in that, you know, Almost, almost like if if somebody wanted to cancel their twenty seven pound a month membership, I would be devastated for a mm. week. But if somebody tells me, you know, I'm not going to be able to re enroll for the next part of the program, mm. I'm like, it's all right. Five more people will, you know, yeah, it's, it's okay. So I've kind of it's it's been that release. I think that is such a good point about finding your space. So a lot of what Josephine's episode was about was finding your space, and it sounds like you've had a similar journey to like to finding that slot that fits for you. And I think when we're out of our space, there's more scarcity because like you said about that kind of imposter syndrome, that's not societally induced, but it's kind of like, I think I maybe I'm not in the right space Mm -hmm. here. And so of course we're like holding onto it tighter because it's Mm -hmm. not the same, like relaxed into it because it's me shaped. Mm -hmm. We're like trying to get ourselves into it. It does have that knock on effect. Like we act like money is all about like, how do we think about money? But it it fits into so many different aspects. And there is that beautiful, very enticing, very magnetic confidence when somebody is sat in their space. Mm. And, oh, God, Vix, I could talk to you for hours and hours. I'm gutted. The time's <laughs> gone. But it is so interesting to hear that it doesn't always, like, you had the, I think you said 1,200 people in a program. Like, some people would look at that and go, Therefore, she is successful. That's it. She's arrived. Like, that's amazing. That's what I want. But actually, what was your space? And this is what's so brave and courageous of you for doing it. And I know it took you work is to go, my space doesn't look like that, actually. It's Mm. not like that. It doesn't necessarily mean, well, I'm sure on the way it can involve a dip in income, but it doesn't necessarily mean less money. It just means, but like less clients Mm -hmm. and deeper impact suits some people. And by the way, loads of clients and a, a more spread impact suits other people perfectly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gorgeous I love it so much it's been so lovely to hear from you Yay. before we finish could you just let everyone know where they can find you oh yes so best place is instagram at vix meldrew I also share a weekly I mean I'm all over my emails at the moment I just love email so I have a weekly series called launch letters which is where I give you the behind the scenes of every launch that I do and it's laid bare you know the highs you know I love it I I subscribe it's brilliant 
oh yay but I tell <laughs> it to you honestly there's no you know six figure dreams here it's like mm. if I make six figures you're going to bloody learn about it in a launch <laughs> you're going to learn exactly how I did it with all of the context yeah um so yeah that's and you can find that at my link in bio on Vix Meldrew there's also VixMeldrew.com and that's mm. where I share all of the offers that I have and there's also how you can sign up for the launch letters there as well yeah lovely Thank you so much for being here and thank you to everyone for listening and I'll see you next week.